0: We respectfully request the Sangha Grave Virtues for the sake of this assembly and all living beings. Please turn the wonderful Dharma wheel to teach and guide us how to end birth and death leave suffering and attain bliss, and quickly realize non-birth. Kung <laughs> Thinh Đại Đức Tăng Thinh, Phi Thư Phạm Hội Cập Nhật Tiếc Săn, xin chia nhiều phào luân dao đạo ngạ mồm như há liêu sanh thoát từ ly khổ đà la tất chư Humbly to the
1: Blessed, Noble, and Perfectly Enlightened One. Namo Saranam Toso. Suce Do Ye Lahudi San Miao Namo Tathagata Tuyada Ya De Tamiao Namo Dato. The unsurpassed, profound, subtle, and wonderful Dharma in 100,000 million aeons is difficult to encounter. Now that I'm able to see and hear, I will receive and maintain it. About to fathom the thus come one's true and actual principles.
0: Wu Sheng Sheng Wei Miao Fa Bai Jian. Want Buddhas and Bodhisattva, great all good monks and nuns
1: and all good no advisors and me to for. Jifu Puja jingliang cha shi shifu shangren gewei jiejie ren gewei shangchu shi me to for. Er jifu woda ken de dandong daishi wo teringhua quyte ko ba ge yi zhi zhe Hello everyone, today is the 26th of May, 2023, we're here in Duo Forest to continue discussing the prologue to the Avatamsaka Sutra. Ooh, thank you all for joining us. Uh, which slide are we on right now? You're on 371.
0: Ah, thank you very much. Mm. Okay. Okay. Um, let's
1: pick it, take it off where we last uh, left. text says, Nonetheless, although in the Flower Dormant Sutra they are flower-dormant, there is according with all living beings, each being separately tamed and subdued. Those are all clever expedients, uh, congruent with the nature at one time, suddenly proclaimed.
2: 3782. Yan say okay uh, three seventy two commentary um
0: again
1: yeah Studying on the Dharma has no beginning has no end So don't be alarmed with all these things that they go on and on and on and on Uh, What we're doing is you are planting Vajra seeds of great wisdom in all of you, okay, so it's not about understanding right now it's about Uh, allowing the Dharma to enter your consciousness. And then as we listen to this, we learn from this, Mm. feel free to ask questions, whatever bothers you, because that's why we can help address right now. But this is uh, long-term investments. Uh, In fact, uh, these are uh, incredible opportunities for us, all of us, myself included, to enrich ourselves with these Vajra seats, okay, so relax and let it, let the sutra power. The sutra is very powerful. It has its own magic. Let it seep in and and uh, and uh, do its magic. Okay, uh, don't try so much to understand. But if you're curious, curiosity is healthy. But trying to understand is not. Okay? It's simply beyond our understanding. Um, nonetheless, uh, uh, although the flower in the flower dormant, there's according with all living beings, each being separately tame and subdued. Okay? It's referring to the fact that when the Buddha spoke the Dharma, uh, his, uh, his, uh, his uh, his sermons were spoken congruent with the nature, meaning that in the Flower Adornment Sutra, which was designed for bodhisattvas, was taught to the bodhisattvas. Uh, so, because of such audiences, the Buddha can speak congruent with the nature, meaning that he does not beat around the bush. He can speak And if you listen to your self nature, and you don't need to necessarily necessarily have to be a bodhisattva, but if if you're listening to your self nature, you would have no problems at all. Okay? Um, It's only your ego that objects and complains and whines. Uh, But actually, even with Bodhisattvas listening in the, uh, in the assembly, uh, he actually, the Buddha, spoke this Flower dormant Sutra congruent with nature, meaning that uh, with all the various types of Bodhisattvas, various levels, high and low, even the higher level ones, they have different specialties, okay? Uh, just you get, you get up there, you have your own, you specialize in certain things. And the Buddha have this diverse assembly of advanced listeners, advanced practitioners, and he still can speak conqueror nature in a court with all sorts of um, bodhisattvas, very much like us right now. Oh, even though we're not bodhisattvas yet, uh, but we are planting the seeds to, uh, to become bodhisattvas, mm. and so the Buddha, when he's uh, uh, those uh, those um, the people, the beings in the audience that includes us, and uh, you know, when we are, he spoke live was only the bodhisattvas, but it's being recorded, is making it available to us. Okay, and all of us, uh, we have this wild nature, this. Uh, these habit energies, uh, includes bodhisattva as well, they need to be tamed and subdued. Okay? And the Buddha, uh, in all his genius, uh, he's used a lot of expedience, uh, congruent with nature that's consistent with our nature. Okay? And they are. that's how he proclaimed all these dharmas. Earlier in the in the afternoon, I talked about an anecdote between Master Wei Weishan and Yang Shan, and I stressed the fact in the, our particular anecdote this afternoon uh, that Yang Shan is being himself, having fun, and and uh, somewhat uh, irreverent, naughty, uh, and Master Weishan. Uh, can still train him, can still absorb it, can still embrace it, and train him accordingly, all right? And that's his, the nature of the training. And it requires great wisdom. And so, so much more is the case of the Buddhas. When the Buddhas, his saw as original audience, a target audience was the various great bodhisattvas, he's able to address them all. To teach them all. 373. And although the nirvana and so forth speak a single absolute, they are either matching the provisional by revealing the actual or assembling differences to return them to sameness. Okay, so this is a sort of like a survey from Master Liang. It shows him how erudite Master ching Liang, uh was. He, he, can, he, he's a, he is a, trip, a Tripitaka master. He knows all the sutras, okay, and Vinaya, and the shastras. So that's why he can uh, discuss at great lengths the relationship or the types of teaching the Buddhas were bestowing in our Sahara world. So he says... Uh, in the Nirvana, that speaks about the uh, Dharma of the, the ultimate Dharma of enlightenment and Buddhahood, meaning that all of us can become a Buddhas. don't sell yourself short. Okay? Uh, and he says, in the Nirvana there, and the various sutras in that period, they speak of a single absolute. Absolute meaning that the actual Dharma itself, the actual Dharma is the... Is the the total truth. The truth of the matter is that you are Buddhas. You are Buddhas to be. Yeah. You are endowed with the full Buddha nature. And nothing can change it. Okay? Yeah. And that's the single absolute, okay? That's truth of the Dharma. Uh, truth of your Buddha nature. Mm. Uh, and uh, even though they speak of this absolute truth here uh, they, uh, they, uh, they actually they either to uh, see So he says uh, he uses he used temporary provisional. it's the two types of teachings in Buddhism. Provision versus, provisional versus actual. Provisional meaning that uh, it's a it's a skill. It means it is a temporary thing to entice you to encourage you to move along. Okay, uh, and the actual is actually the full truth, the 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 full picture. It's not half a big pic- picture, but actually, it's the whole truth for you. So, to visual is simply a skill It means to help you to help you connected, to, uh, get connected, and uh, inspire. Okay, to enter the world of the Buddha Dharma, but actually, actually, once you enter. And the provisional refers to the fact that even though it's temporary, it's also an expedient to teach you temporarily. But once, but they're so important because once you reach uh, the end of that provisional road, then actually uh, you are then uh, ready to receive higher types of teachings. Okay, so provisional, actual actual means uh, uh, foundational. You need to have all that foundations. Uh, If you, uh, after you acquire the provisional foundation, you lay out the foundation, actually now the Buddha can go uh, a lot more uh, complete, can give you the more complete picture. It's like very much like children. Uh, If you, uh, you you need you need to let them be themselves and uh, run around and uh, have fun. Okay, uh, 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 be patient with them. Uh, 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 okay, uh, but that's co-provisional. <laughs> so that when uh, when the, the time is right, when they're able to absorb it. Now we can tell them the realities of life, the, the actual truth okay, of human existence. Okay? Same thing in cultivation. cultivation, we teach you to be provisional in order to uh, not scare you away. Okay? Uh, because we tell you too much, number one, you won't believe it, number two, you find it too hard. Okay, so provisional means like, uh, don't, don't, don't look too far. Look at your immediate benefits here, what's real to you. That's provisional. And actually that what you're looking at term benefits is actually so small compared to this whole bowl of wax. And when you, you get to the top of the provisional, at the peak, the highest level of provisional wisdom, then when you tell, when you're told about the actual truth, you won't be terrified anymore. You won't be scared anymore. Does it make sense? That is so beautiful when you think about it, the way the Buddha taught us. And that's typical of training. Uh, you don't want to scare people away. You want to go slow. Okay? Give them enough for them to absorb. A sponge can absorb so much, like children can absorb so much, okay? And then, and then, give them time, give them space, okay? That's how the Buddha trained us. That's how Buddhism was bestowed upon us by the Buddha, okay? So uh, so there is a concept of provisional teaching versus actual. Uh, so what happened is that once you acquire and you master the provisional, okay, meaning that uh, you understand you understand the whole the whole provisional teaching, meaning you reach a level of the Peak of the, the provisional meaning of four stage ahat, or an ahat, if you will. We don't care when we call ahat, that means four stage ahat. And below that, we have third stage, second stage, uh, first stage, and so forth. So, lower levels of ahat, we spell out the stage. But when you say ahat by convention, it means four stage ahat. When you reach a level of four stage ahat, then it's a top, it's a, it's the that's a, uh, the highest level provisional teaching we can give you. Okay, then you're ready to move on to the next level of actual teaching. Is that clear? So this is a problem with the, the non. Uh, the non, uh, uh, the untrained uh, Buddhist uh, uh, um, researchers, they read the books and they, they collect all these words, all these uh, sutras, all these texts, all these scrolls, all these words, all these dictionaries, but uh, they uh, don't really understand what the words mean. And that's a problem with scholars. They really don't understand. They may have the dictionaries, uh, and they may know where to look for things, but they, their understanding is very superficial. Okay? Provisional, at the top of the provisional, you have depth. You're able to understand beyond the meaning of those words. Actually, what is understanding the meaning of those words? You actually are experiencing those provisional teachings yourself, not just talking about it. You actually experience something called emptiness. You experience something called no ego, meaning what? Someone insults you, you won't be offended. Okay? You win a super lotto. You give it to me right away. That's a real proof right there.
0: Okay?
1: And I'd be so happy. (laughs) Okay? (laughs) All right? Uh, Just a reminder. You you don't have to be a super lotto. A red car would be, would suffice. Uh, Anyway. uh, Sorry, I got distracted. Uh, So what happened in the provisional is that, is that, You, the provisional uh, level wisdom means that you really, really have no ego whatsoever, okay? That is when uh, the actual can be exposed to you. So that's why it's, 最群現實, He says, when you faced with these provisional, okay? Uh, the provisional level wisdom, you can, uh, you can reveal the truth, the actual teaching. This refers to the four-stage ahats. Only those people can we begin to reveal, unveil to you, hmm, the actual, the, the big picture. We unveil to you more and more and more. Below that, below the fourth de jahats levels, you have a hard time accepting it. Any problem with it? That's why I say Tui xian shi He says these teachers they recognize your level and say, ah, you're ready now to accept or absorb the actual teaching okay Ah, uh, uh, and or uh, uh or uh, you take all these different uh, different different concepts okay and return them to this, to the source you go back to the same source the same origin ok so I was referring to earlier in the Chan lecture uh, is, is uh, the the uh, the the e uh, here is different separates, meaning that the various the various different aspects of it actually came from this one principle Okay, So that's, that's why mm, the people who have true wisdom, they're able, they're able to absorb and embrace all the disparities, all the differences. Whether you're Korean, whether you're Chinese, whether you're Vietnamese, you're white or yellow or black, all the differences, you're able to the people of wisdom are able to embrace it, okay? Whereas, some of you still think, no, I'm really Taiwanese. You know, "Uh, we're better. Or the Korean says that, oh, if you're not Korean, then we won't accept you. No? All right? And so, and or the, the white people say, you, yellow people, are inferior. You don't have any culture. OK? And so forth. Because you, this, you see the differences, you see you have the discrimination, because you don't have true wisdom that you can still, discrim- you still discriminate. Whereas you have real wisdom, you don't discriminate anymore. Does it make sense? Weitung is that we're all the same. We all belong to the same thing, the oneness. Okay? The Dharma nature, the Buddha nature, Dharma realm. You're not different. All right. Uh, so that's why it means a, a similar difference is returned to sameness. Uh, um, and, uh, and so it's the same thing. The Buddha, when he spoke the various times in his uh, career, when he preached the sutras and so forth, they're all the various sutras to address the various uh, listeners, the various audiences. Well, actually, it goes back to the same thing. You. All have the Buddha nature. All right. Hmm. 376. All the scum ones either speak or do not speak them, so they are therefore called circuitous.
2: Okay. Now, 377.
1: Commentary. Okay, uh, you see, this is the first. This is you. This is should be eye opening for you. You only see, oh, Los Angeles, United States. Okay, but actually, uh, you look at you look at a macro level. This is just a one Buddha land. Where the Buddha came to speak the Dharma to us to help to save us. And train a lot of bodhisattvas and ahats. Okay? He produced a lot of bodhisattvas and ahats in our sour world by preaching for 50 years. So far, so good. He came to our world to teach what? Start by teaching the four noble truths. Ask Hinayana, and they explain to you in great details what the four noble truths are. Okay? Mm-hmm. But do you realize that I start? I said that uh, last weekend. You realize when you go to the Pure Land, which is another Buddha world, Buddha land, so far away from us to the west, ten billion galaxies away. Uh, you think the Buddha preaches the Four Noble Truths? No. Okay, the Buddha preaches different principles because each world has its own. Hmm has its own specifics. In our world is a world of suffering. That's why you are weak. Because you suffer so much that you decided to run away from suffering. That's why I call weak people. Any problems with that? Because if you're strong, you say, Suffering, I can endure it. Okay? Uh, that's what Shakmina Buddha tried to tell us. Okay? You can endure it. Stop whining. Stop complaining. <laughs> okay? Yeah, that's the nature in our world. No matter how much suffering, we still can endure it. Only the weak would run away and figure out a way to avoid suffering. Any problem with that? (laughs) Okay, another laugh again. That laugh is not healthy.
0: Okay. Uh, so that's why,
1: depending on which galaxy, which Buddha land, each Buddha land, given its own specific circumstances, own types of living beings present there, Okay, the Buddha will speak different types of dharmas. That's all there is to it. Okay? And... and and that's why they all start with the same thing. They all start with provisional and, then st- and end up with actual. Okay? It's very much like children versus adults. Children, we need to go slow with them. Today. For a kid. Okay? instead uh, of eating uh, rice like the rest of us. He ate ice cream and fruits. <laughs> <laughs> Try the reason with him. He said, oh, "I don't care. <laughs> I want ice cream. <laughs> that's all he cares about. Okay. So, so that's that's uh, that's why the it's called circuitus because the Buddha cannot speak straight to you. So he he, he goes around and round and round 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 like just like when you talk to confused people. Don't want to scare them away. Okay. Yeah." 378. In but in terms of Shakyamuni Buddha as a host, then the Ten Bodies have not yet been made to appear, while if the Ten Bodies are the host, they certainly include Shakyamuni Buddha.
2: 曰释迦为主,则未显实身,实身为主,必具释迦。379.
1: Commentary. He said, for example, uh, when we talk about this Shakyamuni Buddha our buddha host teacher uh, he says that uh, in regular sutras when he when he talked about uh, the uh, the other sutras we only you only see Shakyamuni Buddha uh, speaking but actually uh, when in other advanced sutras, uh, when you speak to the, the uh, for example, Bodhisattvas and so forth, mm, the Buddha actually uses all the types of bodies to speak them. Okay, And, and therefore, they become visible, they become nam- manifest for the audience. Uh, what are the ten bodies? Uh, the ten bodies are uh, body body number one body body uh, meaning that um, what is what is body 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 means enlightened hi Nacho uh, there you go I th- I thought you back to Spain no I'm going back in he keep on talking about it
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay
1: never mind okay yeah and so and this Putishan is a body body, okay. That means that it's a body that he uses to become enlightened. So, what is body? He has his body here that he uses to manifest the eight uh, marks of accomplishing the way, okay. Meaning that what are the eight marks? So oh, the eight marks are he uh, 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 he stayed in the Tushita heaven and descends he from heaven to stay in his mother's womb, okay? And then he gets out of the womb, and then, uh, and then, okay, so the various, the various, uh, the various uh, phases of his, of his accomplishing Buddhahood. All Buddhas, by the way, go through these eight ways of accomplishing Buddhahood, okay? Uh, this is like, like, a, like a, a movie, uh, of uh, of uh, becoming a Buddha. So that's why it's called a body, Bodhi body. So he uses particular body, what for? To show us that as a human being, we too can become a Buddha. Because he does. Okay? And there's a way to become a Buddha with this body of ours. Okay? Uh, and that's, Teaching by example, he says, "If I can do it, so can you. I'm just like you. I was born from my mother's womb. I, I was. Con- I got married. I would have a good time, and then I became a shramana, a left home person. I cultivated the way. So if you cultivate the way, the way I teach you, you t- too can become enlightened, just like me. Okay, if I can do it, so can." Any of you. It's very powerful way of teaching. By example. Okay. So, Buddhists, he said, Okay, number two, Vow body. Okay. Vow body refers to the body that, uh, that he, uh, that all Buddhas use okay, to be born in the Tushita heaven while waiting to be, become a Buddha. The all Buddhas do that. They vow to be born up there in the fourth desire heaven, the Tushita heaven. He waits there. He patiently waits there until it's time for him to come down, descend from the heaven to become a Buddha. So for example, right now, uh, Maitreya Bodhisattva is a vow body. He's sitting up there right now, okay, waiting for the time to be right, for him to go down to our world, okay, in that time, where our lifespan would be about around 80,000, 84,000 great kalpas. We live that long. Right now, we live, see here in the U.S., if you female, 73. If you men, man, 71. Okay, that's all you get to do. Better hurry up, guys. <laughs> okay? But Maitreya, Bodhisattva, when he became a Buddha, when he came down here, our lifespan, right now, our lifespan is decreasing. Okay? And then eventually, well, eventually our world will come to an end. And then next cycle, our, yeah, the, the world is born, and then now the, the lifespan starts increasing up to 84,000 kalpas around that time range. Okay? Okay? That's when Maitreya Bodhisattva come, comes around, okay? And what he'll do, he'll teach us for one day and one night. And then he moves to the Bahamas. <laughs> Drive around in a non evy vehicle, I think. <laughs> okay? And so that's, uh, that's the vow body. He says, I will go to Shita heaven, And I will patiently wait for the time, the right time to come down, okay, in order to save living beings and become a Buddha. Number three, uh, a transformation body. refers to when Buddhas uh, are born into the heavenly uh, palaces, you know, Uh, When you're born in heaven, in the the heavens, you born, you're all born by transformation. What is transformation? Poof! That's transformation. That's how fast it is. Like magic. Poof! Okay? Uh, So that's how... Uh, the heavenly gods, heavenly beings are born into the heavens by transformation. It's all of a sudden you see a baby appear in your laps. No, mm, 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 mm. no inappropriate things. <laughs> Just poop, you're born. All right? So it's called transformation body. Hmm. What, do, what else do Buddhists use in order to teach living beings? Residing and maintaining body. Uh, uh, what does it mean? Those of you who do not speak Chinese, do not, who, who speak Chinese, do not, do not, uh, uh, do not uh, compete with me. <laughs> so what is this residing and maintaining body? It's kind of cool. You guys uh, you guys have so many things You know, take so many things for granted You don't realize What you have here Is called a, a residing and maintaining body A sustaining body It is Relics Ah, ah What do you mean ah It's not sh shen yoon, shen yoon. <laughs> But it's relics You know, uh, relics are the residing and maintaining bodies of the Buddhas. Yes, Chinese-speaking person.
2: Hello, Uh, I just want to comment that it's interesting that zhu in Chinese also means abbot.
1: It has nothing to do with abbots.
2: It I think it also at least this explanation makes me feel the abbot is maintaining the Dharma.
1: No, That's why no, not nowadays. Abbots <laughs> <laughs> nowadays is this fat cats who's waiting for your for your donations and do fundraising constantly. So the abbots do, okay? <laughs> at least the abbots I met. Uh, no! chu here refers to relics. Uh, I didn't realize it, uh, to be honest with you. Uh, I always have, sort of, praise the Lord, I mean, uh, forgive me Buddha, I always look at relics as like superstitious thing in a thing, where actually relics well, relic turns out to be residing and maintaining a body. What does it mean? The Buddha's manifest relics. Poof! Again, relics appear, poof, okay, by transformation. If people ask, prove to me relics are real, okay, it's no such a thing. Poof, relics appear, okay? And uh, the presence of relics are in order to, 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 fa is to, uh, to support and maintain The Dharma. So, wherever there are relics, okay, then it's where the Buddha Dharma is being, is dwelling and being maintained. Isn't that cool? That's why traditionally uh, in Asia, if you have a tooth relic or those uh, Buddhist relics, usually people would build a temple. Because that's where the Dharma is being maintained. That's why the concept, the abbot is a tutu thing. That's where it came from. Okay? You understand now? The tutu is actually because the temple was built in order to maintain and support the Buddha Dharma. And the person in charge is in charge of that. But the meaning has changed nowadays. Yes, you too. A question from Diego Amitafo um, Master. I once heard in a lecture that one day in the heavens is like 500 years in the human realm. Is there a similar time in the as the heavens in the Western Pure Land, Amitabha? Um, no, it depends on which heavens. Uh, the first heaven in desire realm is the four heavenly heavens one day there is equivalent to 500 years down here in human realm okay next uh, uh, next level of heavens is uh, the um, christian god heavens uh, uh, then one day up there is equivalent to one thousand days here in the human realm so that's so depending on on which heaven you're born uh, you're born onto your lifespan uh, is uh, increased accordingly, all right? And so, in the Pure Land, for example, in Amitabha's Pure Land, uh, basically, your lifespan is limitless. You can't count. You don't bother counting, because by the time you finish counting, you probably are a Buddha already. You probably are a Buddha before you finish counting, if you will. So it's kind of cool. Hmm. That's why we advocate you should go to the pure land. Okay. Uh, number five, adorn with Mark's body. Okay. Um, uh, this is refers to uh, kind of kind of marketing. Uh, the Buddha is extremely adorned to the point where when you look at the Buddha adorned body, you say, wow, this is nice. I like to have it. You know what I mean? Like I know you girls, for example, you ladies, look at Birkenbacks. Anyone has a Birkenback? Don't make a face. It's $10,000, not for you. The cheapest one is ten thousand dollars. Okay? It's the ones that are like with crocodile skin, it's a hundred thousand dollars there. Why when you're shaking your head. You mean you see my wife would never find out these things. <laughs> okay? So they're so adorned that it's Rather to me is rather interesting way of teaching people by showing them something so so splendid, so adorned that you say, Wow, I want this. Naturally, we all have the same reaction. I want it. And that's the nature of his blessings. He has so many blessings that we're not talking Birkenbacks. Okay? We are talking way beyond Birkenbacks. Okay? So so you have a choice. You lady can go and make you, tell your husband to work harder and, and you take, you know, you, you put in more hours, get promotion, and eventually you can afford Birkenback. or you can cultivate. And working back is a what's a big deal? Okay, so it depends. Okay, so a door remarks body that the Buddha is like I I, the working back is nothing. What intrigues me recently is you know what? Mr. Amazon, what's his name again? Besos. Besos. (laughs) His fiance. Whatever her name is. You know her ring, her, her engagement ring? How much it costs? Uh, go back to Vietnam. Anyone, anyone tell me how much is, uh, is uh, Sanchez, Miss Sanchez uh, engagement ring? Xin Xin, give me a number. You don't know? See, I used to prove to you my sanggans are really idiots. They don't know anything. (laughs) How about the rest of you? Worldly people. How much is her engagement ring? Don't look it up. See, they're cheating. (laughs) What? How much? Come on, come on. 50 million? Try $500 Five hundred million dollars. <laughs> Look at all of you. You are poor paupers. You are so poor. <laughs> I was, I heard. Listen. I that only? Is that all? <laughs> Can you imagine putting half a billion dollars on your on your finger? It's insane. To me, he said, "Wow, I can buy a lot of temples with that." Is <laughs> <laughs> that talking about adornments? You see that? To to us, is a big deal, right? To the Buddha, you only have one ring, one diamond. <laughs> Look at all the gems I have, huh? This is beyond Vietnam, okay? <laughs> Six. The body, great strength body, okay, I forgot the body, great strength body, okay, shi uh, okay, what is great strength, okay, Chinese people, don't mess me up, uh, okay, either, okay, what is great strength, to me so interesting this concept, what is great strength, Biceps or quads? Huh? No! Great strength is? Where is it? (laughs) Uh Using, what do you use to subdue and tame everything, all living beings? How do you subdue and tame all living beings? Two things. Kindness and compassion. Isn't that cool? To me, it's like Arnold is so weak. You know? (laughs) Because he lacks kindness and compassion. But that's how we harness and develop great strength by building our kindness and compassion because that's the only thing that w- that can vanquish all living beings. To me it's kind of interesting no It's not missiles, it's not airplanes, attack, helicopters, okay but it's kindness and compassion. Seven, as real body uh, refers to Buddhists and bodhisattvas. They can manifest in any types of body. Because manifest as Espanol, to convert Nacho.
0: Okay,
1: yeah. As a girl to talk Dharma to Daniel Daniel only listens to girls <laughs> okay so the Buddhas in whatever body is appropriate to speak Dharma to living beings to help them he will manifest such a body incredible isn't it inconceivable, and here, today, I feel achy and my tooth is aching. (laughs) I'm very, in a very cranky mood today.
0: (laughs) Okay? Uh,
1: Body, you know, the the body is, oh my God, this body is so, so heavy duty. But he manifests any type of body that he wants. So cool. Blessings, virtue, body is number eight. Okay. Ah, interesting here, uh, the Chinese. See, the Chinese they have things that we need to uh, to to convert into English, you know, because otherwise uh, the Chinese will forget it to themselves. Okay. So blessings in virtue, body refers to. Hmm, uh, uh, this body here is born from blessings and virtue. Okay, and what is a body that has maximum blessings and virtue? Is a body that is in samadhi. In other words, when you practice chant, okay, and you sit there in our temple, and lo and behold, you suddenly you enter samadhi. You are generating. Countless, incredible blessings and virtue. So that's why, that's why, is the cool thing is practicing Chan. Uh, you enter samadhi. That's why when you practice Chan. Is the purpose is to enter samadhi, and as you enter higher and higher level of samadhis. Your blessings and virtues generated are more and more and more. Does it make sense? Quite a worthwhile thing to do is enter samadhi. So that's why every day when you practice, okay, whether you recite uh, during ceremony or you do repentances, all those, you still can enter samadhi, by the way. Everything we do, we design to help you enter samadhi. Not simply just sitting there and meditate. Okay? That's wrong. That's a wrong concept. The Hinayana uh, perpetuated and uh, the the, uh, modern day monks and nuns don't understand anymore. Actually, samadhi can be entered, can be primed uh, with all the activities we do in the temple. Everything is designed to help you enter samadhi. And why so? Because uh, for some of you, maybe it's easier for you to enter samadhi by standing. Okay? Because you are afraid of leg pains. And when you enter samadhis, then you have enough blessings, which makes it easier for you to cross your legs. Because crossing your legs is the fastest way to enter samadhi. Does it make sense? Because that's why it's all well-rounded. Well, well you don't necessarily need to do it uh, the brute force way. You can, you can build, build. Like, for example, I don't mean to criticize her, but she seen, for example, she hated Chan. <laughs> right? She started with a half lotus. She said, I don't do full lotus, you hear? And now... She sits in full orders and teaches the Chinese <laughs> for two hours. Go figure. You see? So that's why that's why I'm telling you. It's well rounded. It's all these things are designed. Everything we do is designed to help you enter samadhi. Everything. Case in point, as you sit there and listen, the Dharma itself is so powerful can help you enter samadhi. But don't stay there too long, okay? I have to, <laughs> have to listen to me a little bit. Okay? Hmm. All right. And so, it's interesting to me is to remind you today that uh, the supreme form of generating blessings and virtue is samadhi. Isn't that cool? No one told you that? You're becoming rich. Okay, you enter samadhi, you have so many blessings. That's why your husband, you know, goes to work and earns money while you're here. (laughs) Uh, Number nine, wisdom body. Wisdom body here refers to uh, your various types of wisdoms. Okay, The wisdoms of enlightened people. It manifests itself. This is a kind of wisdom. Why is it useful? Uh, Let me tell you. Once you have these wisdoms, you can do anything you want. You can invest in stocks like Mr. Buffet. Hmm? He could easily be the richest man in the world, but he didn't care, I I have enough. Okay? For him to make money is so easy. No challenge. Okay? That's wisdom. Wisdom is to excel in everything you do. Wisdom is very practical. Number ten Dharma body, that is uh, the real body, the Buddha, which is Dharma body, think, entire universe. And how big his body is. Questions. So this is what Buddhas do. He uses various bodies to do his work very much like you in the kitchen use different utensils, you know, bearing knives, chef's knives, cleavers, serrated, serrated knives for bread, and so forth. Yes? Same thing. Buddha also look at it with, with this kind of precision. He says, my work is so complicated, uh, so I have These ten types of bodies for me to accomplish my work. Okay, three eighty one. Now, text: the location of Saha has not yet fused with the Flower Treasury, whereas the location of Flower Treasury certain fuses with the Saha.
2: Mm. So depending on commentary in
1: 382, so depending on the type of sutras, the type of audience the Buddha was uh, uh, preaching to, uh, in some cases at low level people, then uh, he manifests himself in a saha world. Okay, in one of his bodies, whereas in the advanced audiences like bodhisattvas, then he needs to go a little bit higher level where he actually manifests the flower treasury, this universe. So, so that, because remember, the bodhisattvas who were in the audience came from various parts of the universe, Okay. So depending here, it says here, depending on, on what sutras he, he lectured on, he, dep- he showed manifest different types of locations. Inside world, one galaxy versus a world system called flower treasury. 383, and we learn more of flower treasury in one of those chapters. In general, there are said to be four differences. Actually, the differences are many, exactly as determined.
2: Okay, so this is kind of cool,
1: 384. Uh, Master Jing Yang says, uh, actually, uh, I look at it, and I say, there are four differences. I don't know, He's, uh, he knows so much. Okay, and, and uh, I'm glad that someone knows so much, and that the Chinese know so much, uh, because, uh, because uh, for you to become enlightened, to know this kind of thing, this the kind of knowledge here, it, it shows it's incredible, incredible uh, reach on in these, these uh, bodhisattvas have. Uh, uh, anyway, uh, it's not my cup of tea. I'm not really interested in this kind of uh, uh, excessive scholarly things. 385. It is only that inside the circuitus, the provisional and actual aspects of Dharma are simply not yet
2: revealed. Mm, 386. Uh,
1: uh, so, securitas uh, is teaching versus uh, le- uh, level road teaching. There are two, two types of teaching there uh, that was discussed earlier in this, in the, this context. Securitas uh, meaning that you, you go round round. You don't speak directly, okay? Because speaking directly is too offensive, too scary for people. So you go round and round. You go sideways, Okay, very much like Asian uh, communication. You go oblique. You don't speak directly. Am I correct? Huh? Yeah, yeah, because Asians get offended when you too direct with them. No? Okay. Uh, so that's why the Buddha says, uh, Christus, uh, I, I know that you prefer... You, you cannot, you don't want to, uh, me to de- be too straightforward to you, to be too direct to you. So I need to, I need to uh, go a little bit uh, uh, sideways. Okay? And circuitous, round and round. Okay? Hmm. Uh, so that's why when you go round round here, there's no need to talk about the provisional. uh uh, uh, the provisional that to round round there, you don't want to reveal the actual dharma. Okay, three eighty seven. Four, the hermit scholar of the Qi dynasty Liu Qiu, who also established two teachings, gradual and sudden. That is the Flower and dormant Sutra is called the sudden teaching. <laughs>
2: That I looked up the, uh, the, uh, the
1: uh, I think
2: that the Chinese part was not part of the sutra text Somebody put it in there um, Somebody added it, I think It's okay
1: yeah so four uh, four there is a hermit scholar in the Qi dynasty Liu Qiu who also advocated two teachings gradual and sudden uh, that says in Buddha <laughs> Buddha Dharma you can separate them two types only gradual versus sudden teaching okay and, and as far as he's concerned the Flower dormant Sutra is a sudden teaching hmm. And hermit, scholar, meaning that he does not like people, he just practices by himself. He says, stay away from me. Okay?
0: Yeah.
1: 389. While all the rest are called the gradual because beginning a deer park and ending in the twin trees, they go from small to great.
2: 余街民间, so historically
1: uh, historically he says when the Buddha became a Buddha the first 21 days he taught the sudden teaching as far as this guy is concerned. Liu Qiu is concerned. he says only flowered onema sutra is considered sudden. The rest is gradual because it builds up it builds up. Uh, and uh, I think he's full of, full of it.
0: Uh, uh,
1: he, he doesn't understand. He doesn't quite understand sudden versus gradual. Okay. Uh, uh, but anyway, so for him, he says the rest is uh, gradual because in a dear part, when he first lectured uh, to the humans, under the five big shoes there, okay, his, uh, his previous five attendants who could not take the suffering, so they ran away and they said, no, Buddha is on the wrong path, and this is too hard, and he's on the wrong path, so they all gathered in a deer park to practice on their own. And he went there after he became a Buddha and preached Dharma to them, and Ashnata, Ashnata Kondinya was the first one to become enlightened. Just think about it. All these people, they worked so hard, Okay. They made tremendous sacrifices, and yet they're not able to reach first diana, uh, first uh, ahad yet. And I'm I'm amazed. And when I look at people nowadays, I see sound hearers everywhere. It's no longer a big deal. It's sad. Because you become so commonplace. It's sad, isn't it? I remember when I, when I um, became fully ordained and went around, I saw, f- I saw someone say, oh, this is the second stage art. Ah, I was so impressed. I would bow to the statue and say, "Wow, please help me become second stage art." Now, lay people like you are first stage, second stage, third stage, fourth stage. It's just
0: uh,
1: dime a dozen. Okay, uh, and here this guy is 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 uh, is uh, uh, these five big shows who really practice so hard. They try so hard. They sacrificed, devoted their lives to do this, and they still have no wisdom whatsoever. And the Buddha came and spoke Dharma to them, eh? and Ashnata kondinya, poof, became first Ajahat. And you call that gradual? This guy is crazy. Liu Chiu is crazy. He's disrespectful. That's sudden teaching right there. Those big shoes, the first five big shoes, they worked so hard. That's gradual teaching, gradual training. And the Buddha came along and spoke a little bit, boom, became enlightened, became first sage That is called sudden enlightenment, folks. That's the nature of the sudden teaching.
0: So this guy,
1: it's okay. These scholars, they don't know what they're talking about. But according to him, he said, according to my research, according to my so-called survey of the Buddhist teaching, this is all gradual because you go from small to great. But me. Anyway, he's Chinese, so it's OK. 391. Yet this sutra, like the newly arisen sun, first illuminates lofty mountains, which is just the meaning of sun. The kindly dragon-letting fall rain testifies to the meaning of gradual.
2: Okay, 392.
1: So this is this is why I become disenchanted with the scholars, Buddhist scholars in particular. Uh, these people actually were in the old times. They spent a lot of time uh, theorizing and formulating all these uh, approaches, which means they don't understand deeply squat. That's why they sit there and think and think and think and systematize instead of, Going to work, what is work? Teaching living beings, not only talk, 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 talk.
0: Okay, uh,
1: 392 commentary. And yet this sutra, this avatamsa sutra, is like the newly arisen sun, first illuminates the lofty mountains. Okay? And that's meaning of certain. So, for example, he says, it's like the sun. Uh, in the early mornings, all of a sudden came from nowhere and illuminates the high peaks of the mountain. And that's called sudden. And I don't know. I don't know about you. I get up in the morning, I have a chance, I get up in the morning quite often, earlier than you. And I see light coming slowly and slowly, slowly. I don't see it sudden at all. I see gradual sunrise. (laughs) You know, it's so beautiful. You see how the light, the sky becomes brighter and brighter. And you begin to see clearer and clearer and clearer. Okay, And then the sun comes out. I call it gradual, not sudden. But anyway, so it depends on, it depends on your perspective. Hmm. Anyway, see, that's what happened when you, you were a scholar, Ah, yeah. uh, uh, so, the kindly dragon letting fall rain, uh, testified the meaning of Rajo. okay. Yeah. So, um, okay, continuing, 393. With respect to principle, this can be maintained. the gradual is in terms of the five periods as will be ascertained in order in what follows.
2: Okay. Uh, uh,
0: with
1: respect to principle, this can be uh, maintained. Is is the gradual in is in the terms of five periods? Okay, Uh, so uh, the Buddha, according to this uh, scholar Liu Qiu here, he says this: uh, the Buddha teaches. You see that he teaches the principles uh, increasing complexity. Okay, Uh, from in the five periods, first is the Agama period, which is for intellectually oriented people like you. Okay? Uh, you're impressed by this. Okay? Uh, next, the Vipulya period, where he says, well, it's got to be something better than this. And then you go to the Prajna period. period, okay, and so forth. So you see all these uh, periods, uh, I'm talking a human realm. Uh, okay? And then, the first uh, there's Agama, there's Vipulya, there's Prasya, there's Bhama Flower and the periods in human realm. But... The first realm, the first period is for the Bodhisattvas, uh, the Flower Adornment Sutra. Hmm. Uh, 395. The third, establishing three kinds of teachings, which also has three representatives.
2: So you
1: see, no wonder... Nowadays, uh, the scholars are, are are spend so much time researching Buddhism and so forth. Uh, but you see, it's because in in the past, uh, there were monks, uh, uh, elders, uh, virtuous ones, who devoted their lives in systemize, systemizing, creating systems of analyzing a Buddhist teaching.
0: Okay?
1: Uh, so third, uh, the third door, <laughs> or the five doors, uh, in the, in the context of the ancient and the present disagreements and occurrences in China. Mm. So, which is uh, now the third door uh, is, uh, here is now uh, establishing three kinds of teachings, who has three representatives, three groups of Dharma masters uh, who advocate such a, such a division, such a distinction. Mm. 397, one. All the Dharma masters of Nanjong, who identically established three teachings, that is to the previous gradual sudden, they added the unfixed teachings.
2: Okay, 398. Uh, So he
1: says that. All the group of Dharma masters of Nán uh, uh, who established uh, the three teachings uh, together, they advocated that, uh, similarly advocated that. uh, And what are the three teachings? Uh, They distinguish gradual versus sudden, and they also add unfixed teachings. This is good to hear about these concepts a little bit, because if you're... Buddhist disciples say, oh, smart Alex who come around and say, well, uh, they're more than just sudden and gradual. They're so unfixed teachings. Now you know. OK. Yeah. yeah. It hurts. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, 399.
1: Because within the gradual, there was first a small and afterwards a great. Yet the Angulimaliya Sutra was spoken inside of the six years. In order to forestall this difficulty, there was therefore set up the unfixed.
2: Ah. Hmm. Okay. So
1: basically he says that Yes, Buddha's uh, chronology, chronological order is to go from small teachings, the small vehicle Hinayana teaching, to the great vehicle teaching Mahayana teaching. However, historically, from a definition of small versus uh, big vehicle, there's still there's some uh, period where it doesn't really fall into small nor great. Uh, and uh, for example, the Anguli Malia Sutra uh, uh, was spoken, and uh, that, uh, that uh, teaching should be classified as unfixed. Hmm. 401 That is, that there are separate individual sutras which, although not included in the Sutton, to explain that the Buddha nature.
2: Permanently Dwarf.
0: two.
1: So he said, based on the definition of the certain teaching, and these uh, scholars advocated, uh, there's other individual sutras who uh, uh, cannot be classified as certain teaching based on those certain criteria, certain teaching criteria. But it still explains that the Buddha nature uh, uh, permanently dwell. What is the Buddha nature permanently dwell? It means that Your Buddha nature is inside of you. Whether you're in pain or not. He says, I don't believe you. (laughs) You believe there's no pain immediately. Okay? (laughs) So he says, yeah, he's given an example of the sutras as well, uh, where where uh, they explain these things. 403, we're almost there. A few more minutes, uh, we over. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Such as uh, Srimala, the Golden Line, and so forth. They are one sided, unfixed teachings.
2: <laughs> mm. Yeah, okay.
1: Uh, Four to four. Wow. Yeah, you could say that some people do get emotional when they listen to the sutras. (laughs) And there are sutras by the name of Srimala, the golden lights and so forth And they're classified as unfixed teachings. So he says, the sutras there, I tell you, they're called unfixed teachings, whatever it means. Okay, it's not gradual, it's not uh, sudden. That's all. That's all. That's all you have to remember. Okay, and actually, there's something golden light. Uh, I didn't realize it's uh, called unfixed teachings. It seems like such a low level sutra, I would never touch it. Okay, (laughs) but. It's unfixed teachings. If it's an unfixed teaching, why bother teaching? I don't get it. My interest to me is for you to end your suffering and become enlightened. Whether you call it whatever you call it, that's a main objective. But if you have something called unfixed, does it mean you won't become enlightened at all? Then I won't touch it. (laughs) Uh, Almost there. Within the gradual, there is opening and uniting on the part of all masters, not the same. Perhaps they only made a division into two, those being the half and whole.
2: Okay, 406. In
1: the gradual teaching, there is opening and uniting. Okay, meaning that gradual uh, uh, may uh, open up and reveal uh, uh, themselves as actually uh, merging into sudden or unfixed.
0: Uh,
1: (laughs) And not all masters have uh, have, uh, the same types of conclusion. Okay. <laughs> okay.
0: Uh, yeah. uh,
1: and uh, so, so perhaps because uh, they, are, they don't uh, necessarily come, arrive the same conclusion, because they actually, uh, according to Master Ching Liang, he says, actually then these people, I repeat, then these people (laughs) and these people
0: (laughs) only are interested in half and whole. (laughs) Uh.
1: Why do you do that? (laughs) Uh. Because you see, pain is real. Let me tell you, (laughs) Okay, never mind. (laughs) It's so real,
0: yeah.
1: (laughs) I'm glad I come up here every uh, other week. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> okay, almost there. Uh, okay, so um, they uh, they uh, they uh, actually uh, prefer to go half and whole, meaning half is via, is a small vehicle, whole word is a great vehicle. So these are kind of nice uh, terminology jargons so that we should be aware of. Uh, I read about this uh, some time ago. I cannot remember uh, the delineation. Uh, to me, it's just like, uh, yeah, so half and whole, so what does it have to do with me? Okay? Uh, what is half a whole? You see how it is? You see? As soon as uh, he gets distracted, he is no more pain. I, tell, I told you already, he only listens to girls. one day you wake up and you realize that. Uh, or you realize that you have to listen more to girls. <laughs> oh. Oh. Okay. I think that's enough uh, suffering today. <laughs> okay. I don't know about you. I'm going to I'm going to unbuckle now. <laughs> 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 we continue from seven next time. Thank you all for your patience.